This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So it's another warm welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show, uh, featuring the one and only Kerry Dixon, and it's in association with Chelsea tw- uh, ChelseaFan12.com even, the home of the 12th man, the fan, and uh, do check them out, there are... Our lovely partners in crime, wonderful sponsors, and they've got a great website, loads of memorabilia and uh, news and videos. And, of course, uh, don't forget, you can check out their uh, post-match reports from uh, Ron Chopper-Harris and Gary Gary Chivers that takes place at the Butcher's Hook after every home game. And, of course, you can follow them on Twitter at Fan12Chelsea. And as always, many thanks to them. Um, now, before we kind of get going, uh, Kerry, it was great to bump into you and Canners before the Leicester game uh, on Saturday. I have to say that was the highlight of my day. <laughs> I was just going to say that's probably the highlight of my day as well. But uh, yeah. no, Dave, uh, always a pleasure all... and nice to see you in, uh, in good company yourself. And um, well, that, that is about it. All, all spirits were high and thoughts were positive. And uh, then we had the game and uh, we went home sort of thing. I know. Well, it was all downhill from there, wasn't it? I have to say, it was good to see Canners uh, looking so well. Yeah, Paul's uh, been back uh, working now probably for about a month. Um, you know, he obviously had serious problems once again. And uh, mm. goodness me, the, boy, the, the, the boys battled for, uh, on, on quite a few uh, fronts on what must go down as a fairly regular basis over a few, well, in the last mm. 10 years or so. He's had a couple of serious... Uh, um, well, reminders about his health from whoever. And, uh, you know, he's been lucky each time and he's managed to get through. And uh, as you say, once again, he's come back. Uh, not, I wouldn't say he's uh, in chip shape. He's still got one or two problems. But uh, by and large, he's managing to get through his work and uh, in good spirits. Good stuff. Well, it was good to see you two together. And uh, we'll, we'll talk more about it when you used to be on the pitch together later on in the show. But we'll uh, <laughs> we'll keep the audience uh, on tenterhooks for that one. Um uh, well, let's let's talk about Norwich first because that's fresh fresh in the mind, and perhaps one of the reasons why I'm a bit uh, blurry eyed this morning. But uh, 
Well, I suppose if you're a neutral, it was quite a wonderful two hours or so entertainment. But uh, if you're if you're a Chelsea supporter, it was incredibly frustrating and 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 again disappointing in in not being able to, you know, put a Championship side away at home. Uh, which kind of leads me to conclude that the the B team, as it were, because he he made nine changes again and pretty much played the team that played against Norwich in the in the in the original tie. They're simply not very good, or was it that they just weren't at it, Kerry? I don't know. You can't keep saying, and uh, we can't keep saying that they're not at it. You know, it's a situation whereby, um, you know, you, you talk about a uh, professional team not being at it. You talk about uh, Forrest putting out Arsenal. Um, every player has to be playing um, on a regular basis uh, to achieve what they possibly can achieve, and you know, rotation and squad rotation and not playing. You know, you, you expect uh, the Danny Drinkwaters to come in and be Danny Drinkwater that won a championship with Leicester. Um, you expect uh, Mishy Banshawai, who's been messed around left, right and centre, just to come in after all the slaps in the face he's had and produce great performances. But it's very, very hard as a person, as a human being, to actually just turn it on, turn it off and be part of a squad. Yeah. To be playing... Um, week in, week out, you get good games, you get continuity, you get consistency, and and it's and it's hard, you know, and and it's even more hard, I think, for the players who are in, on the fringe of that squad rather than in the in you know in the sort of fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, maybe that get rotated on a regular basis and get more games than than is expected, you know. Um, uh, Ethan Ampadu comes in. As a youngster, he'll be fresh and vibrant and looking to have, have a go. Um, so you can't say they're not at it. Um, it's just uh, it's just the case of um, whoever comes in, the expectancy levels are so high, and, and, and it's not the case. It, it, you know, it's very hard to do that. But that's only dealing with the Norwich game. If you look at the three or four before that, what excuse are you going to come up with that one? You know, what excuse are we going to say? I mean, we keep pacifying ourselves with they're not at it, or it didn't work, or they're not quite. I mean, we hadn't scored a goal in four games previous to that, um, and that's the A team, if you want. Um, at the moment, there seems not quite right, and I'll tell you what—it does start. I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily going to have a go at Conti, but you know, uh, managers take the can left, right, and centre. And I like Conti, you like Conti, and lots of others do. But you know, the, the treatment of Batshuayi and the way he is, the expectancy of what he's got to do. Uh, we decided on the show a little while ago. You know, his confidence has got to be shot to pieces, and then you go and expect him to do it. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, and I don't think Andy Carroll's the answer either. If you're going to go down that route. I'll come back to the original question because it seems to be a bit of a rant and I'm going all over the place. But there are lots of things that you could talk about and in different departments, different areas, different players. But generally, there's something not wrong with the squad. And uh, um, I think that's showing uh, in a lot of games at the moment. Mm. Well, I have to say, it's really refreshing because, you know, we are supporters. I'm a supporter. You used to play. It, it's it's very easy for supporters, I think, to, to jump on the team's back, jump on the players' back, you know, you're not putting it in, you're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. But we didn't play, and it's really, really refreshing to hear a player's perspective on that, that actually, you know what, these guys are human, you know? If you're, if yeah. you're on the periphery of the side, it is mentally hard to just turn it on, you know? They're not robots, and, and I, I really thank you and applaud you for saying that, Kerry, because that's the kind of insight that, as supporters, we just don't, we don't know. And, and you know, there are, they are human, and perhaps maybe we should get off their back a bit. I, the other I, thing I, I would yeah, say, I'm actually, not, just, just... No, go I'm on, sorry, go on, Dave, mate, I'm come not, in, come I'm, in. 
I'm not saying it's right or I'm not saying it's wrong, but, you know, it's like the old day, the reserve, you're in the reserve, you're in the thing. Well, if you want to get your head around being in the reserve, you go and play because you want to play football, enjoy it, and you're being competitive and you want to go and play and you want to go and win. So you do that, you do your best, and then if you go with it. But you can't just turn off and turn on. And, uh, you know, when, when a centre-forward goes missing and then he plays the three little ones uh, up front and you're sat on the bench and then, um, you know, you hear rumours in the continuity club are going to sign an Andy Carroll and you're a £32 million striker and you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, who's he going to be replacing or what's he going to be doing? You know, Andy Carroll's in and out of West Ham side and going to be coming in here. And what, you know, it really mm. does... And then you go, go on then, all the best, go out there and play. You, you really are up against it. People will argue, hold on, yeah. you're paid a, a huge amount of money to go out and play, to wear the shirt. Um, it works both ways. You've got to be mentally strong, you've got to be mentally tough as a player, and you've got to be able to do that and, and put up with what comes your way. Um, you do get well paid for it, um, and there is the other side of the argument as well. So, you know, as much as I feel a little bit for Batshuayi, um, we're Chelsea supporters. We're we, well, you. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to go and and work at the club and see the games. Um, the supporters who come week in and the people who travel all over the country, they're paying their hard money as well, hard-earned money, and um, they expect a performance. So you know, the players mm-hmm. also no good saying feeling sorry for himself. They, they've got to get their head around that. And uh, when there's forty odd thousand or whatever a crowd was, or whatever the travelling amount of crowd was, five thousand. Um, go away. Um, they're expected to put on performance for them. So there's two sides of the story as well on that one. There always are, mate, and I think it's behoven on us to remember that. And I think actually talking of that, I mean, you know, as you said, we both love Conte. I think he's a superb manager, but he is a particular kind of manager. And I think, you know, if there is uh, some sort of a kind of a latent, uh, you know, mental issue about some of these players because they're not feeling loved and they're they're feeling a bit left out. Well, that's the other side of management. You know, there's the carrot and the stick. Some some players need an arm put around them and some, some need a boot up the arse. And that's the manager's job to get that balance right. But that, I feel, is a discussion for another day. Um, you know, as I said earlier on, you know, the, the, for the neutrals, it was great fun, I suspect. Uh, not least because of the, uh, the contentious issues that were just all over the place. I mean, it was really, I mean, you know, in a sense, it was good to take the heat off Chelsea for us for, for a minute for a, a slightly poor performance. But the diving, the referee and the VAR. Now, I'm just going to run through what I think. And then you tell me what you think as somebody who actually played sure. the game. Um, for me, Pedro definitely was a dive uh, and quite an appalling one at that. Uh, William, for me, I've seen penalties like that given. I, I think he didn't dive. I think that there was definitely contact. And in the modern game, if there's contact, players go down. So that, for me, would have been a penalty. Incidentally, uh, Lineker and uh, Shearer and Dion Dublin and Franco Zola all th- and Jermaine Genesee was co-commentating. They all said it was a penalty as well. Uh, for Morata... Um, well, if that had been given as a penalty, it would have been very soft in my view. But, you know, the, the guy put hands on him. So, you know, I can understand why he went down. I don't think that that was a dive. Um, and as far as the sendings off, well, I don't think Pedro can have any complaints at all. I mean, he got booked for the dive when it was a dive. And, you know, he took took the player out. Fair enough. Um, Morata... Well, I mean, I don't think it was a dive, so I don't think he should have been booked. And if he hadn't have been booked, he wouldn't have reacted and the referee wouldn't have sent him off. But I agree with Conte. You know, his reaction was bad. And yes, he he probably deserved a yellow card. So that's my view. Where do you sit with all of that? Very, very similar. Um, except I don't go along with a couple of them. I think uh, Pedro, you've nailed it. Um, 
to coin a phrase, um, spot on. Um, and the punishment fits the well, punishment fits the crime. Um, got sent off because of the dive, and I don't. Um, we're trying to stamp out diving, or so they're saying. Um, I was hoping and praying that Chelsea didn't descend into a farce and make the the world think us a laughing stock diving all over the place because we couldn't get a better Norwich um, and, and making ourselves look silly. Um, sadly, it, it bordered a little bit upon that. And, you know, uh, the man that I give the most stick to is Morata. Um, and, you know, I don't give him loads of stick. I'm still saying the jury's out. I suppose the jury's going to be out full time because I'm not, I'm not getting convinced, I've got to be honest. Um, he's going for a run where he's missing too many chances. Um, you know, we've got no replacement. That's why I shot the bits. Um, so we, we really struggle in that department. Um, I, I think I've seen penalties given for, you know, people say, well, you put your hands on him, you can't put your hands. I've seen sendings off for people touching someone, you know, not a slap, not a push, touching someone. You know, you can't put your hands on someone and say, so he's right to be sent off. Well, if you can't put your hands on someone, then he put his, the fella put his hands on him. Um, but the way he went down, I, I find it embarrassing. You know, we used to play in a game whereby, you know, you could shoulder barred, you could push shove, it's 50-50, you tussle and you stay on your feet. All right, in the, in the modern world, the, the way football is, you touch someone and they fall down. Listen, he's a six-foot-two bloke. I mean, I wouldn't have someone touch me. You, you keep going. Um, I think he was looking for the penalty, and I think he dived over. I've got to be honest. Um, mm. he, and he, he could call for the touch. Um, he was touched, absolutely right. But... Goodness me, um, I could go on a bit a bit harsher than that. People get touched in the street a lot less than they wouldn't fall down. You know, um, mm. he was trying for the penalty. And I think um, William was more of a penalty, but I also think he, he dived as well. But he didn't dive because that should have been a penalty. Because And the, the reason it should have been a penalty, the fellow's made a mistake, the defender. He's put a foot in, he slid in, and William did dive out, didn't dive, is a fact. William went over his leg because the fella gave him the opportunity to go over his leg. And uh, when that happens and someone goes over, it should have been a penalty. Um, I, I agree there was contact, uh, but I think William made the contact, but it was the fella's mistake inside the penalty box and it should have been a penalty. So where is all that? Um, that we should have had two. Well, we exactly. Two yeah. We should have had two penalties. Uh, well, one and, a, one and a half, because in the letter of the law, there was contact, as people say. Mm. But what, a pathet- what pathetic contact it was on the letter. And, uh, and 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 you know there was contact on William, but the fellow's made a defensive mistake. Yeah, well, I see, and there you go, Kerry. See, there in a nutshell, you you've just laid bare the absolute dilemma that that we all have as supporters and possibly players and certainly referees, because you know it's a very very grey area and. I think it is symptomatic of the modern game. I think in your day, you know, you, you, if you got clouted, you went over because if you only got touched, you would still try and score a goal. But it seems to be symptomatic of the modern game, whereas this, well, if there's the slightest bit of contact, I'm going to go down to see if I can get a penalty. Now, is that diving or is that just a, a symptom of the modern game? It's 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 a really grey area to determine who is diving and who is not and what is diving and what is not. So to a certain degree, I I do have sympathy for the referees. Uh, in which case, I can't understand why, if they had this video assistant referee there, that, that Graham Scott didn't actually consult him. You know, he was so Apparently quick to make that judgment. Well, Apparently did he? he did. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, I, I well, didn't realise well, that. I, I stand to be corrected as well. <coughs> I don't no, know. No, I, no, no. I, I Apparently no, no. he did. I mean, I mean, you look at it, and there's reports of people saying, well, he had an earpiece, but he didn't stop and make yeah. a big issue to the crowd that he was doing it. But uh, it was being reported yeah. that um, 
that uh, the video uh, referee agreed, uh, well, in his understanding of the law and the refereeing of the game, um, um, that, w- that was the case. And, and uh, Scott agreed with it. So, you know... Well, uh, there you go. Nev- never, yeah. Nevertheless, two, nevertheless, two uh, or, or five apparent ex-pros uh, watching the game, as you've already mentioned, all said it was a penalty. So, you know, in the days of the modern era where we all call for video evidence and, and all the rest of it, I've long been an advocate of let the referee ref the game. Um, but in the, mm. the day, we've got now a jury of seven people, two referees, you know, according to reports, this is, and five ex-pros all watching the game, all seeing the incident. One man sees it from one particular view. The video referee, who's a... Now understands the letter of the law, sees it from all angles, as does five ex-pros, and they all come to different decisions. So, yeah, it works out for itself. Just I still yeah. believe let the, re- let the referee make the, make the mistakes, let the referee referee the game, and we'll go back to going down the pub after the game so that referee was crap and all the rest of it. But there is no mm. argument as to where or what, but it's not going to go back to that. The football moves on. So there's going to be arguments. Um, no matter how much we fine-tune these arguments, there's going to be disagreements of, as to what people believe is contact. Do you touch someone? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a penalty. Do, is it a foul? Did he dive in? Did he go over his leg? Was it, did he go over his leg and kick him? Oh, there was contact. Did he touch him on the shoulder? Or did he pull his shirt? Oh, well, there's arguments as, oh, well, I saw a little bit of a tug. Goodness me. We're going to fine-tune this thing to a, to a level whereby... It, you know, it's still never going to be able to be sorted out. You won't be able to blow on someone soon. But if they yeah. fall over, you were, you were close yeah. enough to them. You know, it, it, it really is bad, you know. Um, and, this Ma- video well, yeah. and, every, and everyone making a decision is only going to make it worse. Well, I think that's... The, look, I'll be honest with you, mate. I, I, I'm all for... You know, look, I, you know, I'm like every supporter. I, I give referees a, a terrible time, particularly when I'm in the ground and I've had a few pints. But... Uh, Ultimately, I, I do have sympathy for them because I think the game has changed a lot since since your day, for example. It's a lot faster, uh, and and there are m- many more nuances, perhaps. And I think I think this situation that we saw last night absolutely uh, articulates the problem with it: is that there are very, very, very grey areas in a lot of these decisions, and a lot of it is going to be very, very subjective. And that means it's unlike cricket and and rugby, where it's a bit more definitive, you know, and. If in cricket, for example, an umpire can make a decision in in all good faith, the 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 the, the player can refer the decision, and then you know, it's it's a bit more black and white, I think. And I think with football, it's a little bit different. So if they are going to do it, they've really got to perhaps try and move away from some of the checking of the decisions, which are basically going to be very subjective and interpretive. Because I think that that way insanity lies, as we kind of saw last night. Anyway, enough of all of that. Um, just to kind of wrap up on the. On the Norwich game, great penalties, by the way. We should we should mention that. I mean, they, you know, having seen Chelsea and England, for that matter, be terrible at penalties in the past, it was really lovely to see us bury them so convincingly. And of course, it's now set up a tie against uh, Newcastle a week on Saturday, which uh, we're still in there fighting. Of course. Yeah, bring it on. Um, look, on the positive note, we can only improve. Um, we 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 can get better. These players are good players. Um, they're not. You know, no, they're not uh, worth what they are, and they're not up-and-coming youngsters. They're not playing for one of the best clubs in the world for no reason. Um, they're good players. They're going to come good. Um, uh, I believe it's still just a bit of fine-tuning from Conte. He's got to have a look at his style a little bit. But you know, either with the back <clears throat> situation, he's got to either move him on 
or he's got to put his arm around him and say, look, this is the situation, and have a little bit more belief. Whether he believes or not, he's got to kid the fella on that he does believe and try and get something more out of him. Or he's got to move him, you know, one or the other. Um, and, and then there's a, perhaps I think there's one or two other players that are of a similar ilk, you know. I think uh, the likes of Moses and the Zappa Costa, that's, that's just something that Moses is going to have to deal with. But he's got to get back to the form. I'm not saying he's, he's, he's really bad, but all I'm saying is two or three, four or five of these players are all operating perhaps 10% below. And of course, that, you know, if they're all operating 10% below of what they were working at last year, uh, that's going to have a huge effect uh, throughout the team. And, and that's the fine difference between having virtually the same squad or supposedly improving it a little bit um, and winning the league and putting in the performances we're putting in at the moment. Um, we will come good and bring on Newcastle. Long as we remain in the cup competitions, I believe that they're our biggest opportunity to... Uh, mm, win a yeah. trophy, win a trophy this this season. I think the Arsenal game's not over. We can get better. I think we can get through that. It's not going to be easy, but we can get through that game as well. And uh, I also believe that you know Newcastle is a very winnable fixture, and we're looking at a yeah. good run in the FA Cup. And so bring it on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I like fighting talk, Kerry. That's what we want. Um, it has to be. It's interesting, actually, because we were talking... It has to be, absolutely right. That's why we go. Um, you know, we were talking about Conte earlier and his management style, and, and I, 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 I was quite interested by his quite feisty comments in, in the press of this week. You know, people saying, oh, poor old Hazard's upset and unhappy because he keeps getting substituted, and Conte... Yeah. I thought... I, I quite, quite liked it, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Look, I'm not there to make the players happy. That If I, if I spent my time making all the players happy, we'd get relegated. I quite I quite like that attitude, but I just wondered, um, you know, if, if 
if that style can have a detrimental effect. The other thing I'm wondering at the moment, really, and I mean, okay, we, we don't know. I mean, I know that you and I are slightly privy to what goes on, but ultimately we don't know. But, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty about Conte, whether he's going to be there at the end of the season or not. And I wonder if that can affect players mentally as well. I don't think players will be worrying about whether the manager's going to be there. If, if the manager likes you, um, you'd be a bit concerned because you'd be getting more game time than others. If I was, uh, say, a batch of or one of them, I couldn't really care less. I'd say I'll see the season out and hope he goes. You know, let's be honest about it. I mean, mm. it's horses for courses. Mm. Um, and I fully understand the hazard predicament. If I was playing football for Chelsea Football Club at this moment in time, and I was continually doing and doing well and then getting substituted uh, 60 minutes all the time under the... Uh, a veil, if you like, of getting rested, saving him and all this. I'd say, for goodness sake, will you leave me alone? I'm playing well. I want a hat-trick. I've scored a couple of goals. Stop bringing me <laughs> off and all the rest of it. You know, And I'd go, absolutely crackers. And Eden Hazard playing well yeah. and all the rest of it, I'll come off. Keep coming off. If Hazard is saying to the manager, look, I'm getting sick of being rotated, sitting on the bench. I can't get no continuity, something which I spoke about at the start of the show. Can't get no... Uh, something going. I feel I'm playing well at the moment and I want to keep it going. Um, there's World Cup coming up. There's all sorts of reasons. Don't keep bringing me off. You know, if that be the case and Hazard's getting upset about that, I think the manager would do well to heed his words. You know, because mm. once again, he's going to... Mm. The, the player is actually starting to tell the manager, look, <laughs> for, to coin a better phrase, stop peeing me off. You know, this is... Mm. This is something serious. I want to play. If you think I'm good enough to play in the yeah. team and I'm good enough to do this, leave me on. Let me play. And listen, this rotation, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's right. They use it as a means of players getting dropped, something that's gone out of football. Um, if you drop, you drop. If you're not in the team, you're not playing. You're sub. All this sort of stuff. There's nothing wrong with the basic brutal truth of world and, and reality. You know, not good enough for whatever reason, not playing. Right, get better. Work at it. Work at your game. Get better. Get yourself in the side, and then stay in the side by playing better. And this is the same with all these kids. They dress up all the words, put it down as new modern football, rotated, rested, and all that. It's a load of crap. It means you're not good enough at the time to get in that side for one reason or another. If you're fit enough, you play. And uh, Eden Hazard is absolutely mm. right. Conte's got to take all this in. This is called modern management, and whether it's a case of. Uh, uh, a story for another time. Um, if this, when they say they lose the dressing room or, or things ain't right, um, it means you're not managing properly. You're not managing to keep every, or keep everyone happy. You know, for one reason or another. The happy ship is the one where everyone's playing. When they do come in, like Championship winning year, everyone can come in and play well. Same with Leicester. You know, anyone can come in and they seem to play well because everyone's happy. The dressing room's happy. Two, three, four, five unhappy. Then all of a sudden, you're not going to get people coming in. You're going to get people coming in and putting on a performance like Batshuayi. Not good enough. Well, here's the thing, actually, because I think that's, that, again, absolutely fascinating insight because, I mean, what you're really saying is that, you know, even back in your day, if, if you were getting badly treated by the manager in your view, you're playing well, you're getting subbed off, you're going to get pissed off. And Correct. you know you're you're maybe not going to you're not going to put in as good a performance, or you're going to want to leave. And in in a sense, that there's no difference between that and today. But I think the the addition here, and I think this is interesting because you know Conte is a certain type of manager. Let's let's assume you know fairly dictatorial. It's my way or the highway. Um, yep. Well, I wonder if if that in fact works these days. We're dealing with very different mentalities of players. They're all incredibly wealthy. 
It's a very, very different game. They're not kids. And, and you know, I've, I've managed companies, fairly big companies, and, and, you know, I've always believed in the, the carrot and the stick, you know, putting an arm around people when they need it, kicking them when they also need it. But bottom line is you need to try and get the best out of the people that you have under your employ, and you have to find the best way to do that. And just standing yep. up there as a dictator is not necessarily the way. And I think that's particularly true of modern football. And just as a final point on that, Kerry, I think that was evidenced by the way that Sir Alec Ferguson changed towards the end of his career. Because I think he, it wasn't a question of him mellowing. I think he realised that you just cannot treat the modern player in the way that he used to, say, 15, 20 years ago. And I, and I agree with 100% of every word you've just said. And listen, um, Jose Mourinho found that out to his cost. And now he's coming back around the other way in his treatment. He look at Luke Shaw starting to play games and starting to come back. People who he's, he's been given stick to. He's now decided my way or highway is not the way. You know, you've got to be more of a type of person and manager that you have just described. And you've got to be a little bit more understanding. Yeah. I'm not saying you've got to bow down to players and be, because you can't have player power either. You've got to have a manager who's got to be, be prepared to do things. But when players are coming on the field and putting in poor performances, it's not always their fault. It is their fault, fundamentally. But the way they're being treated in their management, um, they're not going to put out their best. It, it simply cannot work. You know, you said it about in companies, mm. it cannot work. You treat someone like crap all, week, all the time, and then you go out and say, the company needs to go out and do this. Who are you kidding? You actually expect them to go and produce their best in your company. Uh, it don't quite work like that. It's called being human. Mm. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think really it just shows you how difficult being a manager is these days, to be honest. And uh, talking of which, um, or completely not related to that at all, really, but we did mention it earlier. And, uh, you know, the rumours have been stewing around about Andy Carroll or the club being in for Andy Carroll. Although, interestingly, both Chelsea and West Ham deny it flatly. So God only knows whether it's just press rumour or whatever. But, um, I mean, you know, you used to be a striker. What, what, what do you think? What, what, is, it, is it a good move or, or is it just nuts? Uh, I mean, a lot of Chelsea well, supporters are pretty steamed up about it. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, not for me. I mean, uh, perhaps uh, someone mm. somewhere sees something uh, perhaps that I'm not seeing. Uh, but uh, what I will say is he'll give you a plan B and he'll give you something to come on and he'll give you a bit of an aerial threat and he'll give you a, a bit of thrust, a bit of dynamism. But no, not for me. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't sign him. Mm. That's just, that's why, why not, Kerry, specifically? Why uh, not? Because, like, look, I don't think, without being disrespectful to Andy Carroll, um, he's played for England and I respect everyone who's done what they've done in the game. And, um, he's injured an awful lot of, lot of the time for for one so yeah. fearful. Um, he's injured an awful lot. Um, doesn't play as many games as he should, which would create a, a problem with continuity. Um, he, he does give you that aerial threat and uh, he, he does scare defenders when they put balls into the box. Chelsea's style uh, would have to be completely changed to accommodate him, um, albeit plan B, you could use a Didier Drogba in the, like, in the past and maybe Diego Costa to a degree, where if, it, if the, the pretty football isn't working, people say keep playing the pretty football. But I remember many a game we've, we've reverted to knocking the ball up to Drogba and he's winning headers and people getting around him and we, we've won with plan B. Um, that can happen. It, it, I don't think it can happen with Morata. I don't think he's got the start or the... Or the uh, now, sort of the the, the the energy or the drive. I, I think he's got lots of other attributes. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's got it. And um, the other thing is uh, with Andy Carroll, you have got that. But technically, 
I'm talking on the on the floor, the way Chelsea play, the way they tried to play under Conte. Something will have to give because it'll be. I think it will turn out to be an absolute disaster. Conte trying to play in the round Andy Carroll. He won't be able to play the way Conte wants to play. That's what I think, and I don't think mm. he'll fit. And uh, as a plan B, docking the balls to the box. Um, Chelsea don't put enough balls into the box. In, 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 <laughs> well, ex- exactly threat, that. You know? <laughs> they, they just don't do it. it, it Mate, uh, they play yeah. it, pass it out, they yeah. pass it to feet, want it back. It's, you know, yeah, where is Andy yeah. Carroll going to fit into this? He'll be an observer, mate. I mean, I, I, look, I, I agree with you. In all, you know, he's not a Chelsea player for me. Frankly, I don't think he's good enough for us. But uh, it, it, that, that is actually the thing that's amused me most. I mean, you know, Andy Carroll's known for being superb in the air. Great big lump. Chuck it up to him. Off you go. Bosh. Uh, when was the last time we saw Chelsea putting a decent cross to anybody? They can't They can't even cross a bloody corner. And then the midfield players have got to get up and support the ball and the bloke who's yeah. knocking it down yeah. to they where it's going to head. And we've, and we've got two older midfield players, for goodness sake. Come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Listen, mate, kind of final point, because I'm desperately wanting to talk about the Brighton game, because I know it stirs up a lot of memories for both you and I from, from the 80s. But, uh, I mean, you know, that, that Leicester game, was that's the third nil-nil draw in a row. I mean, as, as a former striker, that you must be doing your nut at the moment. Um, not necessarily. I, I understand. No, you know, really. You, you look. Oh, no, you, yeah. You look at strikers. We go through. You know, you go through them periods. You know, where you can't buy a goal, you don't get a goal. Unfortunately, um, Chelsea don't have a lot of backup in, in, in goal scoring department. And I've been saying it pretty much all season and for quite a while now. If Hazard doesn't play, if Fabregas isn't creating. We've got the two Alonso and uh, whoever is that Costa or, or Moses down the right and the left. But we haven't got an awful lot of creativity. I don't go along with this too old a midfield player lark. I never have. Um, you know, I'm not pulling the air out. I don't believe this, the strikers get enough service. Albeit, people will say, um, you know, look at Morata's chances he's missing at the moment, and he is missing an awful lot. Um, if he keeps missing him, his confidence will start to go, although it shouldn't. It, but I don't know. His record says he's a goal scorer. Uh, I don't know if he is... Um, he is or he isn't. You know, as a goal scorer, if you're missing chances, you're desperate. You become more, you want to get another chance. Come on, give me that. And you hope it goes in and then you suck the relief when it goes in. Then all of a sudden you could go on a run and score loads of goals. I mean, I believed that with Diego Costa when people were doubting him last year, uh, the final season for him. You know, I said, you know, you questioned me and I said, Costa will come back. He'll get goals. He'll start again. It will happen. We have these runs. And sure enough, it did happen. Did he have I fully believed that. I don't believe it with Morata. You know, I'm sorry about all this, but I, I, I'm, I want him to succeed, but he's got to convince me. And I haven't been convinced from day one. Mm. Um, and, and I really haven't. Well, yeah. and, and I'm not going yeah. to change it at the moment. But, so I'm not pulling the air out as a striker. Um, we haven't got a, a lot of Frank Lampard in, in midfield who's going to get the 20 goals from yeah, midfield. Yeah. We haven't got these yeah, players totally. in the team. Eden Hazard will chip in with maybe 10 and a couple of worldies and you know, one or two others. But we, I think there's a lack of goals in the team. And I think it comes from the Italian yeah. mentality, the defensive yeah. football we play. And I, and I think this is the way we set it up. We don't play, and I say yeah. Italian football, we don't play this attractive style. I think Conte is a decent, good manager, and I hope he stays. But I think he has to learn a little bit as well. You never stop learning. You said Ferguson learned as he went along late on in life. You know, Conte has to learn a little bit about... He grew up in an Italian mentality. Juve, 1-0, Juventus. How many times did Italy go through... Um, in group stages of the World Cup, three nil nil draws or win one nil a penalty late on, they got four points and get through the group and draw and win penalty. They win the World Cup doing it. You know, it might be a winner, but we're not mm. getting beautiful football. We're not getting that, and and, and mm. you know you're not going to get a load of goals the way we are. 
Okay, well, I, I, the other thing about that, I completely agree with that, obviously, but uh, I thought Franco Zola was very interesting, uh, you know, in his punditry last night, basically saying we just didn't have enough quality in the final third, and I thought that was a very well, that, observant that, that thing to say. That near enough wraps it up as well, because that near enough wraps up all yeah. what I said. You know, Morata's having a go, batch-wise, quite good enough. At the moment, he might be given a pat on the back and a run, but it's not going to happen at our club. And, and, and mm. you know, apart from Hazard, who wasn't playing, and come on late and look to Fritz as soon as he comes on, we haven't got... We yeah. haven't got a final third at the no. moment. No, that's exactly right. But I, I agree with you. I think the midfield's very much part of that as well, part of the problem. Uh, right, let's get on to this Brighton game because uh, I've been itching to do that. Um, I mean, first up, just talking about um, the, the game itself, we've got a bit of a selection dilemma now because there's no Morata, no Pedro. Uh, so I wonder what he's going to do up front, having having just been a bit miserable about it all. Um, Batshuayi, obviously, is, 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 is a... Is a possibility. I've heard that this young youngster Hudson Adoy is going to be on the bench, uh, and a lot of the people who are, you know, who watch a lot of the youth football, have been very excited about him. Although he's he's only he's only a young lad; he's only seventeen. And of course, there's the the wonderful false nine idea. But without Pedro, how's that going to work? So I'm a bit confused as to who we who we might select on Saturday. Have you got got any ideas, Kerry? No, I mean you start to look at whoever does the same thing. I mean whether he changes. My idea is you'll go with the two older midfield players, whether they'll be Fabregas will be in midfield. It'll, you know, it'll be, I imagine Bakayako, Kante, uh, any pick, any three of whoever you want. Uh, Alonso be left, or it'll be Moses or Zapacosta right. Zapacosta right. And then we look at, well, I say Hazard starts, and you look at, uh, I say William, um, for me. And that gives you, all of a sudden you've got Fabregas, William, Hazard. Um, yeah, look, that's why, for me, I'm afraid. Yeah. But he's got to treat him right. I'd say, go on then, Morata's out. Have a go. Stop slapping him in the face. You're having a second opportunity. Don't worry about that other game. Don't worry about that. Put his arm around him and say, come on now, go and prove it to us. You know? But somewhere along the line, he, he's taking a bit of a chance because he's playing a fella who I believe he shot the bits. Um, so mm-hmm. if he can have that chance, he's got to believe that he's going to get something more out of him. If he doesn't believe it, like I said, I'll, uh, you should get rid of him or... Um, he'll have to play someone else and that might take a bit of thinking um, I don't know sign Andy Carroll on Friday tomorrow I don't know I, uh, I'm only joking it's a bit like that isn't it I mean you know yeah. Mate, I, I think I think I think he's he's got to play Batshuayi really I, one thing I will say about Batshuayi is that uh, I think clearly uh, Conte said something to him at half time because he, he, he ran around like a man possessed you know, there was a lot more energy in his game. He was tracking back. He was putting his foot in. He was really giving it a go. Uh, and he looked really happy when he scored, although, you know, it, it, could have, it could have bobbled up and gone over the bar, amazingly enough. But he scored, and that's what matters. That's that's all the record books say, is that Batshuayi scored a goal. So hopefully, uh, with a with the right kind of uh, talk, uh, pre-match talk from Conte, he can go out there with a bit, bit of confidence. But... No doubt we will find out on Saturday. Um, I mean, you know, funny enough, we've only just played Brighton, of course, because we played them on uh, on Boxing Day. Um, and that, as I recall, was very much a game of two halves. I mean, we were we were pretty poor in the first half. And then after a bit of a rollicking, I suspect, from Conte, came out with all guns blazing in the second. And, you know, in the end, it was quite a comfortable 2-0 win. So, in a sense, one should uh, feel fairly comfortable about this or confident about it. But, you know, ha- having struggled to beat anybody since uh, since the Stoke game, you, you, you just don't know, do you, really? I mean, how on earth do we call this game, Kerry? Yeah, I, I think Chelsea should win. Uh, but listen, we're in one of them runs. Uh, and two games against Norwich, Leicester. You, know, you look at the performances we're putting in. 
Brighton would say it's a good time to play Chelsea. Um, hmm. uh, I think Chelsea should win the game, but <laughs> but we need to improve. Um, if we continue playing hmm. like we're playing at the moment, and I, I can't believe we will, um, Barcelona will come <laughs> will come at us pretty soon, and you know we could we could get an awful spanking. But if that won't happen either, hmm. but, you know that's the sort of thing you know you, you think about, and uh, we should beat Brighton. You know, we should beat Brighton full stop. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how... They're on a slide. They're, you know, they're looking... They're definitely relegation possibilities, um, along with a, a host of about six other teams. <laughs> they're all possibilities. But, you know, that's where we find ourselves. Uh, but Chelsea should win yeah. this game. Yeah. Better players, uh, you know, on the day, if we turn up, we should win. It, it, is, it is that simple. Yeah. I mean, just going back, because, I mean, Brighton conjures up... A, I mean, the other thing, actually, this is more, more, more pertinent, perhaps, but, um, you know, for supporters, this is one of the most eagerly awaited uh, matches of the uh, away matches of the season. Uh, you may be surprised to hear, but uh, it's a new ground for a start that a lot of people, well, a lot of us won't have been to for a league game, that's for sure. Um, but, of course, it stirs up memories, because we, we, you know, haven't played Brighton an awful lot, actually, in our history. But we did have a spell when we were in, in Division 2. Of course, you were playing for us then, Kerry. Uh, and, and we played them several times. We beat them uh, in 89, 1-0 away. 88, 2-0 at home. You played in both of those. And in 83, yeah. 1-0 at home. And then the one that most of us remember very fondly is uh, I know what you're 2-1 say. away. Uh, yeah, exactly. 2-1 away in 83. You scored a penalty and another goal in that. So you scored both our goals. Um, massive amounts of Chelsea supporters turned up for that beautiful sunny day at the Goldstone Ground. Canners was playing as well, and there's some real iconic photographs of that. I think it was, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was a rare old trip, apparently. But uh, do you remember much about that? Remember it very well indeed. Um, second of the game I played for Chelsea. Uh, Derby was the first, Brighton was the second. Uh, <clears throat> I think there might have been a, a Gillingham League Cup or somewhere in, in around that area as well. I think it was the mm. second anyway. I couldn't believe the amount of support uh, you know behind that goal. Once again, um, incredible. Bank Holiday Monday, I'm sure it was. You know, we, it was. I'm, I'm yeah, pretty, pretty sure it was. It was. Cross, crossbar went over. Uh, we were in the dressing room after we the Chelsea fans <laughs> on the pitch. The crossbar's gone. The ground's being wrecked. I couldn't believe it. I said, no, nah, this is football. <laughs> it's football in the 80s. They were only celebrating. I mean, we're, you know, we won at Brighton. There's thousands of them down there. Um, no, it's incredible. Um, it, it's not right. I mean, we don't want more thousands on the pitch and making crossbars and wrecking grounds, but they weren't doing that. It, it was sheer exuberance. We'd won at Brighton. We won two, one. The goal scored the second one was a late one um, uh, from a Clive Walker cross. And, you know, once again, the crowd was going nuts. I mean, Chelsea fans in the affinity are, you know, these, like you say, iconic moments. Um, Arsenal, I think the following season was won because of that very same reason. But Brighton away, I mean, they come down for the weekend, Chelsea fans, and it, you know, yeah. Uh, and it, well, bank holidays at Brighton was usually modern rockers, not Chelsea versus Brighton and supporters. That's right. But it, it, it was amazing. And the old, the older uh, yellow, the yellow kit with the with the red and uh, blue stripes as well. Fantastic stuff. Everybody loved yeah. that kit. I did. Uh, listen, it was the first kit I wore, the blue one and, and the yellow one was the away kit and, you know, I loved it. Uh, still loved that. You know, out of all the kits I wore for Chelsea, the first one was still my favourite kit. 
Excellent stuff. Well, let's let's um, you know very happy memories for for many people of my age certainly, and as I said, many of us speak of that as a as a favourite moment from the eighties. And of course, well done for you for scoring two goals. We should say, uh, let's hope we have more of the same on Saturday. And then, of course, we've got uh, Arsenal in the second leg of the Carabao Cup on on Wednesday. So we're looking forward to that too. Uh, have a great weekend, Kerry. Thanks as always. It's been great fun today. I think we've we've, we've done some real justice to some of those big issues from uh, from this week. So well done. And as I said, enjoy the weekend. And thanks again. Again, as always. And you, Dave, let's hope the Chelsea victory, improvement everywhere, smile from back to eye, and, uh, well, a win against Arsenal, I think, next week before we speak again. Lovely. Let's let's go and lump on a, a on a Batshuayi hat-trick. We should get some good odds for that. <laughs> oh, we've had a good show, then, if we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we would indeed. All right, mate, great stuff. I'll speak to you next week. You take care. Cheers, Dave. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.